Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. As you already know, we like to tackle some pretty big topics here on Unsuitable. Sometimes they're controversial. Sometimes they're profound. Sometimes they're very complex. Today's show is rooted in the latter. Very complex topic today. Everything is digital these days. Even if it's not digital, there are digital measures in place to protect our assets. Additionally, it seems like every day there's something new to learn and new terms being coined, which brings me to today's topic, cryptocurrency. We have a professional crypto miner with us today, an anonymous guest. And he's here to shine some light on the subject and walk around how mining is actually done, what security measures should be in place to protect your cryptocurrency, and how to keep track of your investment. We've got a lot of questions, so let's get started. Welcome to Unsuitable, Dr. Anonymous. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. So we uh, we want to get started. This this cryptocurrency, you know, is is new to to all of us, and of course, new new to me. I had a a recent uh, situation where we had a client that uh, uh, his computer uh, information had been compromised, and they were being held in ransom, and they had to find some cryptocurrency. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty crazy. And so that was my kind of first real live introduction to this crypto Bitcoin thing. And you're going to be here to shed some light on this. That's right. So, you know, a a lot of times when we start talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you know, there's this uh, misnomer that it's it's part of the dark web or something illegal. And so help me out with that. Are we... Yeah, so I would say that it was... The main uses for Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum and the different various uh, cryptocurrencies in the past has been for nefarious uses. Uh, there's been websites that have been set up where the only way to pay for things was through uh, Bitcoin. And the things that they were selling on these websites were just like drugs and other uh, illicit things. I think those days are mostly gone. I think there Good. are some websites probably where you can find that stuff. I've really not found them. Uh, now, it seems like mostly people use them for um, investments developers use them as a way to uh, pay their employees and, and things like that. Oh, okay. So so now we can kind of get, you know, the old school out of the way, the old stuff out of the way, the old thoughts that, uh, you know, this is, this is legit stuff. Yeah, that's right. So Bitcoin is the cryptocurrency that's that's tossed around a lot. You'd mentioned there are there that's just one of many. There's probably um, at least fifteen hundred. Um, I've heard as many as close to four or five thousand different tokens and coins that are in circulation right now. Uh, the vast majority of them are set up by um, individuals or small co- uh, uh, companies that may not have a whole lot of backing uh, to them. It's just a guy with an idea that circulates some coins and people in the rush of things begin to invest in it. And they really, um, there's a lot of risk there. It's a bit of the Wild West uh, overall. There's really just a lot of um, market speculation, people getting into cryptocurrency really not knowing a whole lot about it. And so, um, you know, sometimes you do well on some of these coins. Sometimes you really don't. And, um, you know, some people have lost, you know, quite a bit of money on that. Sure. You know, I heard a a case where um, 
a guy made a bet on the Super Bowl and was, was still waiting to get his uh, bet paid off with uh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> That's right. I think he's still waiting. <laughs> and probably won Bitcoin. He may be waiting for a while. So uh, how do I find out about whether the uh, one uh, piece of currency is better than the other? Is there, a, is there a website I can go to? Well, there are some websites. If you're interested in uh, investing, there is some, uh, probably the best website that is like a, um, a collection of other websites. So there's like a curator of a website uh, that will like search a bunch of other uh, websites. Uh, so I would recommend it is um, Jameson Lobb, J-A-M-E-S-O-N-L-O-P-P-E. Yes, his he's he's got a website. What he he essentially does is curate a a number of other different videos, podcasts, uh, investment sites, and kind of uh, list them all on a webpage for you. You can kind of click around in there to figure out, you know, what is Bitcoin all about? Sure. What is Ethereum? Uh, when we talk about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin is the original one that was uh, started back in two thousand nine. It's really not even sure. There's a, a, a mysterious figure, a guy named. Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto originally came up with the code uh, behind it. Now, it's not really clear if he's just a single person or if he's just a conglomeration of a number of people. It's really not clear. No one's really come forward and credibly identified himself as a creator of Bitcoin. However, you know, be that as it may, a person or a group of people created the code that's been uh, accepted over the past, you know, seven, 10 years now. And it's in pretty wide circulation. People use it to buy things, uh, in other places where the currency is not quite so stable, it's really kind of used as a store of wealth. Uh, you you would get your, you know, whatever kind of assets you have, you would, instead of uh, storing your money in local currency, you would store it uh, in Bitcoin because it's not as right. subject to um, uh, inflation and things like that. You know, you use the term coin and currency, which leads me to believe I can reach out and touch my coin and currency. You cannot and touch Bitcoin. Put it in the wall and put it in the... I can't touch this stuff. You huh? cannot touch Bitcoin. So there's... Uh, this is just kind of a... Uh, just out there. It is out there. Yeah. I, uh, it is out there and you keep... So there's a number of things that go with that. My wife and I, uh, we mine uh, Bitcoin and Litecoin. There's a couple of different major sort of uh, uh, currencies that uh, people uh, uh, typically mine. And there's a whole complicated process and we can talk about that um, if you want. But... One of the things about that's challenging about cryptocurrency uh, is uh, finding a way to uh, store it so that you don't lose it. You can sign up for different uh, exchanges like Coinbase and Gemini and uh, buy some cryptocurrency there. However, you don't really want to store your currency there because it's subject to, you know, if that particular uh, exchange gets hacked by uh, hackers, they can take all the coins and then you're left with hoping that the exchange would reimburse you. And typically they don't. So the hackers can take the coins that aren't really coins. That's right. Yeah. So Digital uh, coins is digital currency. Digital currency. So um, again, as, as kind of a novice investor, number one, I hear you saying is be careful of the risk because yeah. uh, it can be gone in a heartbeat if, uh, you know, if it's not taken care of correctly. And we're going to talk about mining here. In in a in a few minutes, I just wanted to kind of set the stage with with some of the uh, Bitcoin and digital currency discussion. Regulations is this uh, is this currency currently being regulated by any any uh, 
regulatory. Yeah, there, there's a number, and I don't have all of the, the figures with me right now. It is uh, becoming more of a regulated industry overall, which I think is a good thing. Uh, the IRS really wants to keep track of, uh, you know, who's got, um, who's making money um, off these coins. In the case of mining, you know, who's mining them? They're actually creating property out of uh, uh, thin air. So they want to keep track of that so they can properly uh, tax it. There's a lot of uh, government regulation that is going to be coming, I would anticipate, uh, in the sense of tracking who is creating new uh, currencies. They're really looked at as an investment vehicle, and sure. it's looked at as a uh, security. Okay. So they're going to be subject to the various uh, securities laws. So, so uh, again, we look at this as an investment um, you know, in your your vast experience, is this ever going to be uh, traded on one of the stock exchanges, the digital currency? No, right right now it's it's uh, traded on a number of different exchanges right now, and they they trade twenty four hours okay. a day. It's not subject to like uh, the stock market where it's only you know just close only, at four, closing yeah, bell, and then you're done from nine to four. You're done, and they take 24 their, seven. Ho- their holidays off. And so cryptocurrency is mined twenty four uh, seven, and there's a number you know. In the U.S., you have uh, Coinbase, you have Gemini, you have Kraken. There's a lot of uh, exchanges in China, uh, Binance, Bittrex, uh, Bitfinex. Actually, I mean, the majority of the trading that takes place is not even here in the U.S. Uh, It's overseas. So it's worldwide currency. Now, again, as you talk investors and, you know, we talk about, um, you know, exchange rates. I mean, when, when, how, how how are you converting it to the U.S. dollar? Or is that not? It's at market, yeah. It's at market, uh, okay. It's, it's at market. And so you can at any time go on to the various um, exchanges and figure out what the market rate is, you know. And they're typically pretty close. All the different exchanges typically have a similar rate, you know, for that day or that hour that you're looking at um, cashing in. Again, thinking futuristic on uh, on uh, unsuitable here, could could this someday replace banking? I don't know if it will replace banking per se, but as a, a store of wealth that could be a little bit more stable than some other um, governments and as possibly an investment vehicle, uh, I think it might be another alternative to the stock market or you know whatever else, real estate or whatever else people want to invest in. Sure. Uh, now, what can I buy with... Uh with Bitcoin. There's can I a go lot buy, of things. Can I buy groceries on the way home? I don't know if you could buy groceries on the way home yet. Maybe at some point in the future you will. However, there are certain companies and certain websites that are set up that you can buy certain uh, products there. We typically don't really do a lot of our buying. Uh, so we're not as familiar with the different things that you, you can buy. However, I've, I've know I've been to some of the websites where you can buy certain things, not illicit things, but you know, regular kind of uh, products. Does Amazon take Bitcoin? Amazon does not take Bitcoin yet. It might might at some point. (laughs) I bet they will. So, yeah, um, is there such a thing? Okay, is there such a thing as a Bitcoin or currency ATM machine? There are. Uh, In Columbus, uh, I've uh, I've not been to them, but there are places where you can go, I think even here in Columbus, where you can take your cash, put it into uh, a Bitcoin ATM, and convert it to uh, Bitcoin. So, for example, if you're here and you're an undocumented ne- uh, foreign uh, person and you want to transfer money back home to your uh, family, it would be a cheaper and probably more efficient way of doing it than 
using Western Union or or something like that. Okay, so just a just a new uh, new way of doing business. It is. So could I buy a car with Bitcoin? People have bought cars. People have used uh, cryptocurrency as down payment for houses. Okay. Uh, there are some houses that are listed for sale, not in U.S. dollars, but in certain amount of uh, Bitcoin. I think there's a house in Florida. Uh, sorry, California. The Bitcoin. Listed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Um, you know, I want to talk about mining. You 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 talked about uh, some mining earlier, and we want to kind of bring in a couple other tra- uh, terms, blockchain. Yeah. And uh, so let's start with uh, you'd mentioned in your or we mentioned in your introduction of Doctor Anonymous that you're a crypto miner. Yeah. Now, what is what does that all involve? So we have a number of miners uh, set up that mine cryptocurrency. Specifically, they mine Bitcoin and Litecoin. Uh, you uh, buy specialized equipment for this. There's they're essentially um, application specific integrated uh, computer um, machines. Uh, they call them ASICs, and they're dedicated to nothing else but mining cryptocurrency. We have um, some for Bitcoin. We have some for Litecoin. And there's uh, companies that are mo- mostly in China that specialize uh, in just making these uh, machines. Bitmain is one. Kanan would be another one. They have a whole range of uh, different uh, products to mine different types of um, cryptocurrency. And so this is um, would look like a laptop. It would look like it doesn't look like a laptop. Up. It's essentially a box that's um, rectangular. Uh, that's got fans on both sides, on both um, ends of it. Uh, the reason for it is that they get very hot. These uh, a couple of features about any single uh, miner that you buy is that it's very loud, and so and it's, it's, so it, it, they run very hot. And especially for uh, Bitcoin, you have to, um, part of the operational uh, considerations for having a mining operation is to deal with the heat. You have to keep these things cool and they produce so much heat by themselves that you have to uh, construct adequate ventilation to run the the hot air out. Or if it's in the wintertime, then you can recirculate the hot air uh, into the facility. That's one. And it's very loud. So you have to, you know, keep that in mind if you have... Um, offices nearby or things like that, then you have to kind of find uh, ways to uh, set up acoustical material to keep the noise down. So if uh, if I buy a machine, I got to be prepared to uh, for my electric bill to go sky high. You do. And typically uh, what we've done with the machines that we have, we have them, uh, at least with the Bitcoin miners, on a 220 uh, circuit, which means that you can't just plug it into a normal um, outlet. You need a hire an an, uh, electrician to upgrade some of the wiring in your house and put in a new, what we've done before is to dedicate a certain uh, panel just for that use. Right. How much does a mining machine cost? Well, now, so the prices have gone down. I think you can probably get a Bitcoin miner for uh, between probably $1,000 to $500 or so per, uh, per miner. Per miner? Per miner, yeah. So one machine's a miner. One machine is a miner. And if you have a number of them put together, they call it, uh, colloquially, they call it a mining rig. A mining rig. Okay. Right. So we get miner, mining rig. So so do you have a mining rig? We have a mining rig. Yes. So, and um, do, do these mining rigs run 24-7? They run 24-7. 365? 365. And they're specialized in the sense that if there's a, an outlet, uh, well, so if there's an outage in the neighborhood... Uh, for example, last night, there was a storm that came through Columbus. There was a bit of a, a blip in the electrical um, 
at the house. I think a lightning uh, came through. So the miners will go down and then they'll restart themselves automatically. Okay. And so, so you can, uh, these things are working while you're sleeping? Yes. Working while you're working your day job? Yeah, that's right. So um, when, do you, uh, when do you peel off the profit of these machines? Uh, you can peel it off pretty much whenever you want to. Uh, one of the considerations are with these things is that there, there's so many uh, miners in operation right now that the chances of your particular miners actually being able to mine uh, Bitcoin by themselves are essentially so so negative, so uh, small that you really it's not really going to be a, a possibility. So what you do is you join a, a pool, and the pool will have you know a hundred some odd thousand, hundred and fifty thousand other miners in that pool. And the pool itself will every now and then mine some Bitcoin or some Litecoin, and you'll get paid uh, in Bitcoin your um, proportionate share. Uh, it's all dependent on your computational contribution that your miners make. So, for example, if you have 10 Bitcoin miners, then they're um, contributing a certain hash rate to the pool overall. And then you would get, as a payment, you would get a certain uh, proportional amount, you know. A little bit of commission. Yeah, that's right. And then that goes into a virtual wallet. This- it goes into a virtual wallet that's on the uh, pool's website. And the, the objective is to get it off there uh, per- uh, periodically. Because if, and this has happened uh, before with other pools, is that if the pool gets hacked and all the crypto gets taken off the pool, you've just lost all the crypto that you you have there. So you want to try to get it removed from the pool. Uh, And there's a number of ways to do that. You can store it in a cold uh, storage where you have it just totally off the uh, internet altogether. That's probably the, the safest way of doing it. You can even store it on paper. I mean, there's a a public Convert. key, okay. yeah. There's a public key uh, and a private key associated with with each uh, coin, and as long as you have that 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 those uh, uh, credentials, you're good to go. Have you ever been hacked? Have not been hacked. Knock on wood. That's great. So far, so good. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, let's. Uh, you know, we started in talking. Uh, you were talking about the risk. There is some heavy duty risk here of in protection, and you know, let's talk about how to protect this digital currency. And is, is this where the blockchain is now introduced? No. So the blockchain is the public ledger that uh, keeps a record of all the transactions for, in the example of Bitcoin, all the transactions that have ever taken place. That's where that record uh, is kept. That's the audit trail, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So the way that mining works uh, generally is that you get paid for doing two things. One is keeping track of um, all new transactions that happen on the blockchain. So if, for example, if I were to transfer some Bitcoin to you, that would be a, a, a transaction. Uh, it would be uh, a transfer. And so my miners and all the rest of the miners on the network will keep track of that. And um, you know, for doing that work for us in our transaction and the other tens of other thousands of transactions that take place, I'm sure, um, every day, uh, they uh, get rewarded. So for doing the work of keeping track of the ledger, you're given the opportunity to, to uh, participate in the release of new coins. So every 10 minutes, there's um, probably something like 12 and a half new Bitcoins that gets released. And the, um, the winner is based on uh, whoever can solve a certain complicated algorithm. And it's, I think, as far, I mean, this is where I, my knowledge of it kind of breaks down, but there's a an algorithm that your miner would need to solve. And it's a bit of a guessing game, but if it can guess the right answer, it will get rewarded out in uh, Bitcoin. 
And that's the protect. I mean, that's the level of protection that we're. That's one level. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So let's say I want to. Uh, I want to get in the market. I want to. Uh, I want to invest. I would. Would I? Would I talk to someone like yourself? And and open an account with you? Is that how? No, that's really not not so much with us. We would. Um, I would be just like anybody else that would be uh, buying some Bitcoin. So, the, um, if you're interested in buying some Bitcoin, uh, probably or any, uh, any other different uh, cryptocurrency, I think probably the place to start is to do as much research as you can on which coins might be the best and make a market decision on. I think these coins are the best. So, so on the on the on the cryptocurrency is the is the is the game the the strategy is um, to move that Bitcoin or currency uh, quickly or hold on to it long term. Well, with any market uh, investment, I think the the objective is to buy at a price that's low and sell at a price that's high. And so, you know, for us, I think the uh, objective is to keep it for a while. So to buy so hold low, on. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, there's principles like dollar cost um, um, averaging. And so you can dollar cost uh, average your way into your purchase of Bitcoin. So you're not really exposed to the risk because you don't really know. Like today, Bitcoin is at a certain price. You don't know if tomorrow it's going to go down or if, if it's going to go up. Uh, it's been as high as uh, 19, you know, close to $20,000 in the early part of January. And then it fell back down to just above, just about $6,000 probably in March. So, so in your your position as uh, you have mining rig, you this is a business. This is not a hobby. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, it's an extra source of income for us. And we treat it like a business. It's, uh, we have it under a company name. Sure. And we operate it as a business. How did you get started? Ah, so, just just very interested. And- it's a funny question. My brother had been talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency for a number of years. And then I was out in vacation, on, on vacation in Seattle, went to visit him. And uh, he persuaded me to open up an uh, account with uh, Gemini and buy a little bit of Bitcoin and um, uh, Ethereum. This would have been in July of last year. And then we watched the price go up, you know, significantly from July through December. And so we decided to, you know, invest more in it and to start a mining operation. And you were hooked. Yeah. And away you go. So far, so good. So, uh, again, uh, the key there is a legitimate business, runs like a business, have the security in place. Yeah. And the processes in place. And it gives us a little more comfort uh, when we talk about cryptocurrency. That's right. So... Our guest today has been Dr. Anonymous, talking about the crypto and currency. Thanks again for uh, joining us today in Unsuitable. Uh, very informative. And we're going to have to have you come back. We just uh, touched based on a few of the uh, uh, basic uh, concepts and very informative. Thank you very much. Listeners, I hope you were able to get something out of today's conversation about cryptocurrency. I know I did. That said, I'm sure you have way more questions. Send them our way by podcast at raycpa.com and our team here at Ray will work to find the answer. And who knows, we may just feature it on a future episode of Unsuitable. Be sure to join us next week when we will keep the Bitcom party bumping with Melaine Howell, one of our rock star accountants here at Ray and Associates. Melaine will drop some real talk on us about Bitcoin and taxes because after all, if you're making money, you can sure bet that Uncle Sam wants a cut. If you like our podcast, let us know. Follow us on social media and subscribe to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, on iTunes, or anywhere else you get our podcasts. 
Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.